The key to small business success is maintaining strong relationships with your customers. Constant Contact has been helping small businesses do just that for over 25 years. With their robust suite of email and digital marketing tools, you don't have to be a marketing pro to find customers, build relationships, and grow your business. And with all the data you need at your fingertips, it's easy to see what your customers respond to. Start building, expanding, and nurturing your customer base to drive better results. Go to ConstantContact.com to get started for free today. Today. The Big Bark Listen Up Dog Owners is for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. Hello and a big welcome to another episode of the Big Bark Podcast. The show where we are absolutely crazy about dogs, where we bring you the latest news from the canine world and we meet with people who are just as crazy about dogs as we are right here. So I know Bruno and Millie today, they're off outside enjoying the sunshine. It's not often that we get a lot of sunshine over in Ireland as most people know. But they're outside enjoying their pool and enjoying the sun so I said I'd leave them at that for today. We had a great episode last week with Kat from CDC Animal Therapy and got lots of positive feedback on that. But today I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show author of best-selling book, Leashes and Lovers, What Your Dog Can Teach You About Love, Life and Happiness, and the founder of Fetch a Date, an app where pet lovers meet, fetch, match and date, Cheryl Mattis. Cheryl, a huge welcome to the Big Back. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Dara, for inviting me. So, Cheryl, let's start off uh, with just chatting a bit about the, the actual app. So, what made you come up with the idea of Fetch It? Well, it was when I got my first Greyhound. I've had three now, but I was living in New York City at the time. And I walked down the street, and from the very first get-go, people on the streets of New York started to talk to me and stop and pet my dog. And I just realized then wow, this is such a gateway to make friends or if somebody were single to, you know, meet the love of their life possibly all through a pet. And so it was from there, I started doing parties in New York City for single pet lovers. And it just kind of grew from there to eventually now I just this year launched the app Fetch a Date. And Cheryl, so you, like looking on your site here, you started off with the book Leashes and Lovers. And like, this is a book about unlocking the secrets to a better life with a healthier dog. So can you explain to me, and as many of us will know, like dogs are like such sociable animals, but would you explain to me exactly like how a dog can help you, I suppose, to get a date? Yeah, they completely do because for instance, um, when I had the events and when I was first throwing those events, they were called Leashes and Lovers. So the name Fetch a Date sort of evolved from there. But one thing I really noticed is I held them in cocktail lounges and people were bringing their pets. Um, first of all, they got all dressed up, like they love to get dressed up and sometimes they'd even dress up their pets. And it seemed like everyone who came in to the party was mingling with everyone. So it, it didn't feel like one of those awkward times when, you know, if you happen to go to a bar or a pub and you want to meet someone, but you go with your two friends and then you feel like you're stuck in this circle and and yet you know when you try to talk to somebody else it seems awkward or you have to have that great pickup line 
but when you have your pet with you and whether no matter where you are it just seems like it's so much easier to um to talk to people because the conversation isn't about you necessarily and one thing i know people loved was they weren't asked oh what do you do for a living right that always seems to be the first question you know, what's your job? What do you do? Instead, it became more about the pet. So it kind of took the pressure off of people and they were able to just start talking about what they like doing for fun. And everybody in the room seemed to talk to everybody. Uh, so it really just opened up opportunities that, you know, you don't have to be afraid to go talk to somebody when they have a pet or you have your pet with you, um, or if that's even just the topic in general. So from that end, would you would you find that I suppose pet owners and dog owners in particular are a lot more sociable in in situations like this? Like I I know myself, I'd find if I was put in that kind of situation, I'd be without my dog, I'd be quite nervous. So you feel that like having the dog there definitely does help that I suppose social anxiety that a lot of people would feel. Oh, definitely, and it's why so many dogs in particular, but lots of different pets too, are pet therapy pets, because it does help release anxiety around people. Um, and for the book and also through just creating Fetch a Date, I've talked to hundreds of pet owners and I have some stories even in the book too, where one guy who said, you know, he was kind of shy and, but the moment he would go out with his dog, he knew that the dog was sort of doing, helping do the introductions for him. So he was able to meet a lot more people that way and kind of to your point as well i do think especially dog people i think do tend to be more social um outgoing maybe more extroverts but not not everybody but again just you know sometimes naturally because maybe you do like to get outdoors even more um you tend to be the type of people who might want to talk to people first but like i said it kind of takes the pressure off because when you talk about the pet um when the focus isn't on you it's even easier for people who might be more reserved. Okay, absolutely. And Charlotte, I suppose as well, when you find like in big cities, say like New York or even over here in the likes of Dublin, it's very hard for a lot of people to have a dog in a city apartment. So would you find that you'd have people who love dogs but don't have their own dog that will come to the events as well? Oh, they would. Um, a lot of people were in between dogs their dog may have passed away. I had a lady who always had a picture of her dog and she would pin it to herself, sometimes on her back, sometimes on her, like as if it was her name tag. Um, and then, you know, we'd encourage a lot of people, especially if their dogs weren't real social and maybe, you know, wouldn't do well in a setting like that to just still go ahead and come anyway, because they knew that they loved dogs and, and wanted to meet other people. And one thing I did modify with Betcha Date, the app is it's not just for dog lovers. It's uh, even the tagline is where pet lovers meet. So someone can upload a picture of their cat or their dog, or if they're actually in between pets, we call it no pet, no problem. And we also offer virtual pets in the app. So you can even show something that may represent your personality. Maybe you always wanted a turtle. You know, there's a turtle to pick from. There's a snake, there's a pig, there's a horse. Uh, there's, a, there's dogs and cats as well. But um, we just feel like, our pets are an extension of us and represent, you know, what we may like to do. Cause we can look at even dogs, for instance, right? There's, do you have a small dog, a large dog? Do you have a great Dane? Do you have um, 
uh, an Australian shepherd where you like to even go and do agility with it. So that you're very active. It, it does say something about you the, the moment you see someone's pet. And what's really been exciting lately too is a lot of studies have been coming out with online dating and showing how even in just like the general online dating apps that they say when people show a picture of themselves with their pet, that those are getting much more um, swipes to the right on them. People are finding them more positive, uh, that they're just getting noticed more, that there's a higher likability. So um, that's definitely in our favor because, you know, everyone who comes to fetch a date is a pet lover. So they're going to have a pet somewhere in their profile. Fantastic. And Charles, would you ever find that, like, obviously there's situations where relationships don't work and you have a dog that maybe has been adopted or maybe got by a couple while you were dating like obviously that's awkward and that's going to be traumatic for the dog themselves if there is a breakup what's the best advice that you can give to someone in that kind of situation yeah so there's there's a few situations right that can go with that um first what i heard from pretty much 99 percent, if not 100 percent, of especially women who had dogs would say that if the person that they were going to date didn't at least like their pet, there was not going to be a second date. So it really resonated very strongly with women. Um, not to say that it wouldn't with men, but it seemed to be one of the first things that women would tend to mention that, you know, if they're not into my pet, then it's sayonara. I mean, they're not going to even progress from there. Um, it doesn't mean that they need to like all dogs or all cats. They just want that person who's interested in them to like their pet. <laughs> Um, but then I had seen too, um, where some people, you know, if they both have pets and I, one of the conversations I had with someone was he had a dog and she had a cat and he got annoyed and it didn't work out between them. Not so much because the pets didn't get along. It wasn't even about that. It was, he got frustrated because he felt like she wanted him to stay over or come over to her place more often. And he felt like, well, I'm the one who has a pet that I have to let it out. You know, you can only be gone so long from a dog and you have to return where he was like, she has the cat. It can, you know, it could go a day or two days uh, without her being around. So um, there are different dynamics definitely that come into play. So I think sometimes the, the easiest relationship might be when someone is in between pets and they even have that virtual pet, right? So it kind of still represents their personality, but they meet someone who currently has a pet um, because then it's just one less thing to have to deal with. But, uh, but usually I even refer to them as pet people as the secret society, because I think it's an understood rule that we get it, right? We get what it's like to have a pet and what that means in our life and the added responsibilities and being there for it and taking it for walks if you have a dog, for instance, and um, just, you know, caring for something else other than yourself and being okay with pet hair on the furniture. And, you know, maybe you didn't sweep for three days. So there's fur balls in the corner uh, that we're just kind of more understanding, I think, about that. Hello, Michelle. Um Okay, so Shell, what kind of, I suppose, over here in Ireland, there's a lot of places that aren't very dog-friendly. So it, it, the whole dog-friendly situation in Ireland is really only evolving over the last couple of years here. 
So obviously for dates with pet owners, they have to take these things into account uh, where they can actually go with their pets as well. So what would be the, I suppose, the ideal dates for pet owners, say dog owners, for example, that want to take their dogs with them? Oh, I'm so excited you asked this question because I think uh, there's so many things to do, especially on, say, a first date or the second or third whether it, with it, the pet, if you can involve it. And I definitely recommend getting outdoors and especially in this day and age of, you know, still dealing with COVID um, to start off with doing things outdoors. It can be a hike. And I know you have such lovely countryside, right? And I'm sure lots of different places to go hiking or whether it is the dog park uh, or just a park in general. I even went kayaking. And when I was doing the parties, we did a lot of other excursions too. We went for ice cream and we had an ice cream social. And then there's certain uh, brands that you can get that don't have sugar in it. So you can actually give it to your pet. Uh, and it was really fun to see them get involved too. We went kayaking. Um, there's just so many things, a lot of shops. Um, I know around here anyway, in the United States, you can actually take your pet into. You'd be surprised, even some upscale ones uh, like Saks, you know, Fifth Avenue would even allow people to walk in with their pets or boutiques. And so I think there's, there's so many things you can do um, outside cafes, right? And I don't know if there are these popping up in your area, but around here, there's um, a lot more cat cafes, they even call them. They seem like they're popping up in every major city. Um, and it, it's even just cats that the place keeps and you can go in. And if you just want to pet a cat while you're there or enjoy their company and they just sort of waltz around do you guys have anything like that i do know there is a couple of cat cafes that have opened up in dublin i'm down in uh Limerick, which is probably around it's around 120 miles away so it's on the other side of the country but i do know in dublin that there has been a couple of cat cafes that have opened nothing down this way just yet but like that's not to say that we won't see that yet because we Coming are soon. <laughs> well we are definitely evolving uh com like even compared to other european countries we're way behind a lot of other european countries but we're definitely we're getting there so hopefully it will be something that we that we do see actually happen a bit more so shall okay what would i suppose what you mentioned that there are six qualities that a human shares with a pet so what are these qualities they are what I like to refer to as hip TLC. And I think there are things, there are qualities that we have, or I think our pets definitely have that we can learn from them. And so I, if we keep these in the back of our mind, I think it'll help us in all of our relationships. And the hip TLC, I kind of just gave an abbreviation to help people remember it more easily. The first one being humility, that I think our pets definitely, you know, they're they're humble and how they usually approach people. And um, it's, it's not necessarily always about them, right? They don't necessarily have to be the, the center of attention. The other one is, the second one is intimacy, that our dogs immediately, it seems like we can even just get that dog in a day, they feel attached to us, right? They follow us around and they look us in the eye and they make that connection with us. So Again, imagine if we could do that more with even just the respect of on a first date of giving that person complete attention and not uh, being on our phone <laughs> instead. The P is playfulness. 
that we just come with a playful spirit, like dogs and pets in general tend to do. Uh, for instance, you see a lot of, you know, you go to that dog run you were talking about earlier and they can go in and immediately a lot of them just start running around and playing and they don't have any pretense over, oh, I'm not going to go by that dog, but I'm only going to talk to this dog today. They'll just start running around with almost all the dogs. So having more of a playful spirit. Um, and also one thing I always find fascinating with in the topic of playfulness is it's shown in studies that 300 times a day, kids will laugh and adults only do maybe eight to 10. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. But I think when we have a pet in our presence, we tend to laugh a lot more because they just do silly things or just make us giggle. Or um, So just having them around opens us up to playfulness and enjoyment. And then the um, T is trust that I think overall pets tend to be very trusting of us. They look to us um, as to what to do. So, and, and they don't even, they don't care what religion someone is, what race, uh, their religion, their gender, right? They just, they trust us and they look to us. Uh, the L is loyalty. So um, being true to someone, coming with your heart and being loyal. Um, I think I skipped one. Did I skip one or did I cover them all? Um, I think I got them all. I think you got them all, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure you did. So, okay. I'll say like this last year and a half has been... It's been very strange with the with COVID, with the various lockdowns that have been in place around the world. Like that's surely that's definitely had an impact, I'd say, on the actual the face to face events. Do you see online dating as the new normal going forward? It is, and I'm so happy to see that. Um, there have been articles in Fortune magazine and other places showing that um, online dating has skyrocketed, especially since the pandemic, which makes sense because um, people still want to have human connection too and, and meet others and not completely put their dating life on hold. Uh, so the, the big sites too have seen astronomical increases in terms of people chatting, uh, you know, just joining, getting on them. So, and it's, what's really refreshing too, is it doesn't, it's not taboo anymore. You know, it's not embarrassing to be like, oh, we met on an online dating site, right? Instead, now it's completely acceptable. Um, I hear people all the time giving their stories of how they met and that it involves that. And it's, and what's wonderful too, is it opens up instead of just in your immediate area and maybe where you go to school or go to church or uh, go to the grocery store, right? Now you you can meet people miles away. And especially now, it seems like a lot of people are having their first dates via an online platform, like we're talking right now, right? Uh, Zoom or what, or a platform like that, that I actually recommend people even the first date, strictly keep it online. 
Um, because you can decide then after 10, 15 minutes, you'll know whether you want to take the time and the effort to actually go somewhere and meet in person, or especially if you are miles away, um, to pursue that for a month or two and, and see, is it worthy of driving farther or you know, to another country or <laughs> what have you? But, but it definitely opens up doors in a whole new world. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. And I, I find it very interesting, like the whole concept of the app, that it's meeting other pet owners and pet lovers. So as someone like, now, obviously like myself, I'm I'm already in a relationship and I was very happy that my own dog was my little wingman for that. So that was really good. <laughs> but for single people who were looking to sign up to fetch a date, what advice would you give to a single person or even someone looking to make new friends, because like obviously in as you get older in your late twenties, thirties, it's a lot harder to meet new people. So, what would be your advice to filling out a profile on FetchDate? Yeah, because I I get it. Online dating can be a challenge, and there's a lot of competition too. So, I definitely recommend that people first of all take the time to fill out their profile. First and foremost, upload a photo. And on Fetch a Date, actually, when you sign up on ours, it's there are only maybe five steps to even do, but adding that photo is definitely one of the first things we ask people to do. And the first one of the first photos we even ask them to upload is of their pet. Because um, what's different about Fetch a Date versus other ones is the pet is seen first. And I liked how you, you call it like their wingman or so. We actually termed um, wing pet is, is a trademark name for fetch a date so you see the pet first so it's real important to have that photo and again that can be their virtual pet but i think definitely uploading photos is the first tip i've given any profile that you're going to do secondly even if it's just a sentence give something in that about section um and and give it a little bit of thought to trying to say something different about yourself because um Otherwise, you just might sound like everybody else, right? But thinking about um, maybe it's a certain photo you can put up or it's one you did out, you went on a vacation and you wanted to point out something different about yourselves. Maybe you like to go scuba diving or hiking or uh, rollerblading, you know, whatever that is, to definitely mention something about what you like to do. And on our app in particular, maybe what you even like to do with your pet. Uh, and then we have a motto section that I think is really fun. People love, for instance, like, you know, must love dogs to, uh, to say something like that. Uh, I think also is really revealing about one's personality. Oh, well, you can tell my, and my dog loves its squeaky toy. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it could even be something like, you know, my, yeah, you know, that could be in the about section, right? My dog loves squeaky toys. Does yours? Uh, so just something that's different and doesn't kind of throw you in with everybody else. So here's here's something that's like I would think is quite interesting. There's so many different, obviously different pet owners, and there's so many different pets. You have a lot of people now going for more exotic pets. So what does a pet owner's choice in pets, what does that say about them? Oh, I think it says a lot about people, right? Because now... If they come in to fetch a date, you know, okay, they're a pet person. They can't, they get it. But then it even goes another level deeper. Okay, what kind of pet? In is it a is it a dog? Is it a cat? And 
we can't help but to make some assumptions about that. So definitely, you know, if I have, I have had greyhounds and I love them because I find them to be loyal and gentle and sweet. And so I think that's uh, says something about my nature or people may assume it does, uh, as opposed to if I have, you know, a bulldog, which is going to be very different or somebody with a poodle. Um, I know people may make the assumption that, oh, they might be a little more high maintenance because let's face, I mean, poodles are high maintenance. They have to be groomed often. And uh, whenever I even take my dog, I have an, um, a mutt as well. He's sort of like a schnauzer terrier mix. And so I only have to take him in every seven, eight weeks to get groomed. But every time I go in, it seems like it's poodle day because they all are getting their hair cut and nails trimmed and bows in their hair, right? So we sometimes we can make those assumptions that they, um, because the dog is a little more high maintenance, that the person themselves is probably takes more care of themselves or they would like to wear fancier clothes, right? Uh, so they definitely do say something about ourselves. Um, and I've even classified in my, in my book, I kind of broke it down into five different categories. Uh, and not to switch gears real quick, but actually on that hip TLC, I did not include companionship was the sixth one. I was thinking I would love that one, but just how um, our pets are companions and that that's how we could be to other people too. But uh, in terms of those, the five things here, categories, I think that certain breeds even fit into, uh, one of them being attention. And so Poodle, for instance, kind of goes in that category as well as like a bearded collie, a, a Yorkie, a Westie, a Great Dane, because those are dogs that just, you can picture if you're walking down the street, you naturally, your eyes is just drawn to them because they're, they're different, right? And they're an, unusual looking. So when we get a pet that looks to get more attention, it helps bring us more attention. So if that's maybe what where we're at in life, those are some breeds to definitely get. Um, another one, the other category is exercise. Sometimes we like to get pets purely just to get outdoors more. Uh, the border collie is a big one on that because in the Australian cattle dog, because they need a lot of exercise and we're going to need to walk them more or jog with them, do agility. Uh, then companionship is in this category too, in this section, um, that if you want a dog or cat or so, but more for to just kind of always be by your side that loves to be that lap dog, right? Um, the pug, a rat terrier, a St. Bernard, uh, a Shetland sheepdog, a toy poodle. Those are all great examples of the pets that would give us more companionship. And then the other category is um, one for calmness. And that's where I think in a way my, my greyhound fits in because they're just, they're so calm and they help calm us. And, and then the last one being love. And if you crave love and affection, then there's certain breeds that I think help bring that to you. And some of those examples are um, a Beagle, a Springer Spaniel, a Papillon, a Saluki, Welsh Corgi. And uh, I go into more depth even too in the book of how and why those bring that more to you. But I think a lot of times it's, it's what we do seek that um, our pet can help us guide us in, in fulfilling that. Absolutely agree. And like, I know myself, my own two dogs, like they're, they're like literally everything to me and like just their companionship. Without that, I think, I think I myself would be lost without that. I'd say a lot, oh, like yeah. a lot of dog owners would feel the same. 
So what yeah, are you the... have two you have two big dogs? I have I have a Labrador and I have a Bloodhound cross for a black Labrador as well. So they're they're two big dogs, all right. Yeah, those I have in the exercise category. So do you find that um, they help you see because maybe you want to always get more exercise? So you also have those kind of dogs that they are a little more high energy and you need to get them out more. So it forces you to get out more. Yeah, absolutely. Like I suppose for me when I'm working uh, during the day in my full time job, uh, my my father would actually take them off. So it actually gets him out and like it gets him to meet uh, other people as well where yeah. he wouldn't normally meet other people. But it gets him talking to other people. So they're a great social outlet for him as well. Mm-hmm. And, okay, Shell, one other question that I do want to ask you is, like, obviously, we've seen so much advancement in the, like, in the field of mobile applications over the last few years. And especially now, I think in the last even six months or a year, we're seeing a lot more with artificial intelligence where do you see the app uh, going to from here? And and I'm sorry, were you saying artificial intelligence? Yeah, so like you, with the likes of AI and all being more so, mm-hmm. and learning algorithms being more so brought into, into mobile apps, do you see any, I suppose, implementation of that within the app? I think the face recognition is really cool. Um, I could see something like that. With such a date, because we are so pet focused and I think in the, for now anyway, and, and even in the future, I think we're keeping with the notion that the pet is the way to introduce you Um, because they are truly the icebreaker for us. So I think we'll always keep maintaining that the pet's picture will be seen first. And then um, from there, what people can do in ours is, if you think, oh, I would definitely meet somebody else with another lab, right? In your case, so you just go ahead and swipe right and then see if you're a match. But for people who may not want to jump right to that and be like, well, I sort of want to see maybe who's behind that. They can tap on the blurred out picture of the person and then see the person behind it and then decide yes or no. Or they can first just scroll up on the pet and see clues that the pet has left about its owner you know, what they like to do in that about section, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know as far as what, I mean, I definitely think with security measures, I think is really important. And as you mentioned with the artificial intelligence, um, if it helps them uh, know that it's truly the person who's saying that they are, then I'm, yes, I definitely would like to implement something along that sort because that's the only unfortunate thing is not 100% of people are honest. but I think really, especially that's what's so great about Fetch a Date is I think people tend to be more truthful and honest because they know it's involving their pet and they really do want to meet someone for a real relationship. Um, it's not a hookup kind of site. And I saw all that firsthand, even through the events. A lot of people would say they wouldn't even want to introduce the person to their pet until maybe like the third date because they didn't want to disappoint their pet. <laughs> you know, that, Oh, this person's not really going to be around. Um, also on Fetch a Date, people do have to sign up with their mobile number. Uh, so I think that makes it more truthful as to who the person really is. That's brilliant. Listen, Cheryl Mattis, thank you so much for joining me today. If anybody wants to find details on your book or find details on the app where do they go to 
they go to, uh, they can go right to our website and click on it. It's just fetchadate.com, or you can go right to your app store and search up fetch a date or Google play. We're on there as well. And then we're in many places on social media. Just search up fetch a date on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We're fetch a date app. That's fantastic. Cheryl, Cheryl Mattis, uh, author of best-selling book, Leashes and Lovers and founder of fetch a date. Thank you so much for joining me on the big bar today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, thank you. I had a great time. The Big Bark, listen up dog owners, it's for you, all you canine lovers. It's your favorite podcast, The Big Bark, with your host, Dara Burke, and canine co-hosts, Bruno and Millie. The Big Bark. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information.